Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to a draft day special with the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show here with you hanging out. And uh, what a what a great rainy Thursday for the virtual NFL draft. Robin Ben, how you doing, guys? Doing great. It fits the mold. It it's does indeed. Rainy, rainy, rainy for a virtual draft. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's supposed to be, I mean, it's a good night for it. I mean, it's raining outside. We're supposed to, you know, there's nothing else to do. Tune in to whatever this virtual draft's going to be like. And, uh, you know, see how it works with a bunch of production crews and a bunch of random kids' houses. <laughs> That's right. A lot of cameras in a lot of different places and a lot of kids running I, around I, in their underwear behind I wonder it. if there's social distancing requirements, you know. Are you going to see, like, people standing far apart, you know, in their house? Because you can't have a crowd. can't have more than ten people. So it's probably just going to be six or seven folks, you know. If you make the short list, you know, it's impressive. That's right. Let me tell you, as a as a television guy, Nothing cracks me up more than situations like this. Every producer everywhere is going, oh, my dear, I can't control any of those 50, <laughs> you know, 150 cameras Absolutely. out there. You just got a bunch of freelancers, yeah. man. Yeah, there's a lot of people They're sitting doing there their thing. <laughs> on a nervous breakdown stage right now. <laughs> a lot of camera guys. That's right. <laughs> so good evening. Thanks for being here with us, everybody. We appreciate you being in here uh, with the Rob, Ben, and Joe show, of course. We're going to be talking draft tonight. We'll be talking about Mel Kuyper's draft and everybody else's draft board and two and uh, where will he go? There's been talk about him sliding. Of course, we'll talk about Jay Fromm and all the Middle Georgia prospects here that could go into the draft tonight. So we look forward to all of that and a whole lot more. Remember, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Network One Sports, provided by, of course, Bubba's Tire here on the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show each and every week. So uh, that's everything. That's a mouthful, right? we got more and more added to what we do and where we are every week, it sounds like. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Good stuff. The Who right there bringing us in today, by the way. Pretty and good stuff. Nothing better than some eminence front, you know. There you go. Some good stuff. So, guys, uh, I've already told you what my biggest uh, entertainment for the night is going to be as we uh, pile up the uh, Holy Smokes barbecue ribs and watch the draft tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be entertained to see where the first technical snafu comes from. That's what I'm going to be watching for as much as I'm going to be watching for what happens in the draft. So what about you guys? What are you going to be looking for? Tonight? I'm kind of interested to see what type of late moves might happen uh, in the first round, you know, in the first couple picks, every now and then you have some stuff that that you, that really is kind of exciting. What team is laying back and might put a star player or per, perennial all star on the chopping block to trade up for some fresh meat? You know, they yeah. that is, you know, somebody like a Todd Gurley. Had he not been a free agent, had he still been under contract, those are the guys that might get shipped 
for a good pick, you know, a top pick, somebody like that. It's going to be interesting to see if anybody makes some late changes to try to get up to grab, you know, Herbert or try to make a run at Chase Young or whatever, which right. we feel like the first two picks are kind of locked, but you never know. You never, you never know. know what can happen. So I'm kind of interested to see who might try to jump for that guy that just they just cannot do without, you know. Right, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do anything, you know. So That's right. You'll have some Romeos <laughs> try to go get their guy. I always like to watch, and obviously, like Ben said, you know, you're going to have some people, and even in some of these top fives, you may have somebody scoop one of these guys and trade for a future draft pick or trade for something later, you know, because these guys all talk to each other, and you know, the top 10 or 15, they, they know who's taking who a lot of yeah. times, you know, so they can try and negotiate. But I always like to watch where the quarterbacks are going, and this year particularly because there's so much talent coming out, and there's a lot of big-name guys as far as, you know, from – I say big-name guys. The reason why they're big names is because they're from a lot of the popular places. You see you got Jake Fromm, you got Tua Tagovailoa, you got Joe Burrow, LSU, you got Herbert from Oregon. So you got a lot of big names floating around there, Jacob Eason. I mean, you're talking about a lot of guys. So I always like to watch how the how are those guys going to trickle down. And it's really difficult for those top ten teams that need a quarterback, you know, because you really are a lot of times with these draft things, you, you pretty much are rolling the dice. I mean, you, you really don't know what you're going to get besides you know, what they did in college. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, see if anybody surprises us. But I always like to see what's going to happen with the quarterbacks. And typically the one that I'm really eyeing is what's going to happen with Tua. Is the injury really going to scare people away? Or are they going to go off his body of work? Or is his durability going to hurt him? And you get conflicted reports on that or conflicted opinions. I think that's just like with anything. But, you know, it's it's no different than, you know, that old restored car. You know, some people really, really, really love that, you know, 70s model Monte Carlo. They just still pay whatever they want for it. Right. Then somebody else is like, I wouldn't give you 500 bucks for that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the same thing's going to happen out of 32 picks. Somebody in the top 32 is going for Tua. Because he's clutch. The dude is clutch. He's got skill. His release is fast. I know his durability is kind of so-so. However, the guy's, he is proven he can spin it and makes decisions incredibly fast in a very high-paced offense, fast-paced. Come from the best, one of the best, high, the best college football programs right. you can get. Somebody's going to take a chance. Now, will he fall some? Very well could. But there's going to be somebody that wants them some to attack of a low. Well, somebody will, and i tell you what, you were talking about what's going to happen in the first round that could be the mover and shaker for people. And I've just heard you know, this in conversation as, as we've all seen the mock drafts and the what-if scenarios play out over the past uh, weeks, a couple of weeks at least. Uh, if Tua starts to slide, does New England jump up and get him? Because I've seen reports lately that says everybody says New England's all in on Tua. If Miami... And the Chargers are the two teams that are in the best position to take him. You know, or at least that's what everybody's had conversation about. If they don't, or if there's movement, does New England jump up and take two? I mean, it's very intriguing, and I could definitely see it. But it's like, you know, San Diego, where a lot of people have him going with the Chargers. Or I guess not San Diego, but it's it's the Chargers. I'll, I'll <laughs> forever in my, in my growing up, that's where they were. So I'm forever going to call them that and mess it up. But... At the Chargers, it makes sense. They've dealt Phillip Rivers. It's mm -hmm. like they have, they're trying to get 
they're positioned well to take Tua or to take a guy like that. And I think they're taking Tua. He's close to home. He's from Hawaii. Right. That makes a lot of sense for him. For them, they don't have a quarterback, so it makes a lot of sense for him to go there. But I could also see, you know, Belichick really wanting a guy like that. Well, because Belichick and Saban are boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Saban oh, yeah. comes up with something, Belichick takes it as gospel. Saban's about three or four years ahead of Belichick as far as changing this offensive system. And I think Belichick's like, hey, man, you know, I want a little of what Nick's yeah. doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of tired of finding some, you know, I'm kind of tired of Rex Burkhead and my offense really kind of dragging me down. Right. And you saw that kind of happen in Alabama. Yeah. Because they were really, really still in that defensive heavy deal. And then they were still, they were barely winning games. Well, look at the NFL. The NFL's flipped. Mahomes, all these high pass, uh, Deshaun Watson just slinging it all over the yard. Right, right. Everything you see, they're just airing it out. Belichick knows what he's got to do. His defense is unreal. Last year and the year before, his defense is fantastic. He knows that it's time to evolve a little bit. So somebody like that, like Tua, going and getting to a guy like that with a system that's like that is very, 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 very probable. So what do you do? Uh, what do you do then? Think about this for a second. Think about Miami, right? They're sitting there, they've got two number one picks. They've got uh, a good number of draft picks overall. I don't remember the number right now that they have overall, but they I want to say it's like eight. Three. Oh, oh, no, no. Well, in the first round, they have three, three picks. Three in the first three round. Three picks in go. the first round. So, yeah, they've got a, a high number of, of picks there. Do they trade out of that position to New England and drop back and stack draft picks and maybe get somebody like a Jake Fromm in yeah. the second round? That's or right. something like that? And take somebody else. You just you don't know. And one point I also want to bring up, which is very interesting if you think about – the Alabama NFL just powerhouse as mm-hmm. far as they pump them out. Name a quarterback from Alabama that has been named a starter in the NFL. Mm. Can't. You can't do it. Is no. that not amazing, though, and really interesting how they have middle linebackers and stuff, skill guys, plug them in, they're day one starters. Yeah. But you haven't had an Alabama quarterback well, that's yet true. Yeah. come out. Now, with that being said, a lot has changed under scheme Under scheme with Tua and Jalen Hurts. A lot has changed from the A.J. McCarrens um, and the, and the uh, what's the other guy's name? Is it, uh, <laughs> I can't even tell you. That's what I'm saying, so whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot has Greg evolved. Greg McElroy. McElroy, McElroy that's it. Well, it's He's evolved. It's, a, it's evolved <laughs> a lot since then, so it'll be really interesting to see has Alabama's offense evolved to be ready to have a quarterback to plug in like that? Right. Well, that's a good question. We'll you see. mentioned Jalen Hurts there. You know, he's going to be on a draft board tonight, too. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. And and he's – the thing is, the way the league is changing, whoever thought Lamar Jackson would make it? Yeah. yeah. Kyle I was, Murray? I was like, uh, he'll be on a team. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of Robert Griffin. He'll get yeah. his chance. and then. But Lamar had an incredible season. Jalen is more – Poised as a, he's he's very he's very coachable. That's obvious. Like what he did at Oklahoma this year, oh, yeah. and then playing at Alabama, he's very coachable. So I don't see where. Why would you not take a, fi- a guy that can squat 500 pounds at quarterback? I think he can take a beating in the NFL and come right back. I think he's going to be a gym wherever he goes. I think Jalen Hurts is just going to be a gym. Yeah. I do. I mean, he's going to be a beast because he can he can move. He can take the pounding. He could go. To one of those dumpster fire teams, he could. <laughs> he yeah. could wind up in Carolina. He could. That's he could exactly wind, yeah. right. And they could replace they, Cam, and he could do well. But if you're a fan 
and you get Jalen Hurts, you could be getting a diamond in the rough. Yeah, they're not going. Dra- they're not going to draft him in the first round. I don't see him going in the first round. Mm-mm. But this is my logic with NFL draft. You go back and look, the best players, the guys that play twelve plus years, they're the guys that get drafted in the third, fourth, oh, yeah. fifth round. Your Hall of Famers, <laughs> most of the time, get picked in the middle of the draft when nobody's watching. Like, really, that's how that normally works. The guys that get drafted in the first 32 might play five or six years, yep. and you don't hear about them again. What, there you go. Might be injury, just whatever reason it didn't pan out. They don't They don't really get the, – the game doesn't translate, translate college to NFL. It can be a number of different things. But that's one thing that's interesting now because these colleges, it's just like you, wrote, you go down the list and it's LSU, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, Oregon, all the big schools, you know. But if you go back and look, Jerry Rice, Brett Favre, these school, these guys that are like, oh my goodness, some of the best players the NFL's ever seen. Yeah, went to small schools. There you go. You know, I'm curious to see what happens. We're going to talk about the people coming out of Middle Georgia when we get back in just a second. We got a lot of people coming from the Middle Georgia area here that are going to be on the on the seat tonight to see if they get drafted. So we'll check that out. Be sure and stick around if you want to give us a call and get involved. You can four seven eight five nine five. 9625, or you can tweet us at RBJ Show anytime during the show. Don't forget to download the show on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, you can take us with us wherever you go anytime you want. We'll be right back and talk middle Georgia potential in the draft and a whole lot more on the way at your Robin and Joe show. Stick around. community and collegiate sports. The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show will be right back. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. All right, we're back. It's your Rob Ben and Joe show here. Don't forget, you can catch us streaming live, network1sports.com slash station slash Powers Media Network Dublin. And, of course, on Facebook at RBJ Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at RBJ Show. And, of course, you can catch us on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., 96.9, The Buzz. So all the places you can find us right there, guys. We've got some potential coming out of middle Georgia here for the draft tonight. And uh, let's just run through that list real quick. We'll start with uh, Derek Evans. Uh, junior, he's a quarterback, played at Carson Newman. He went to Central High School up in Macon. You got Harrison Bryant, a tight end, uh, given the award for the top tight end in the country last year, or FAU. A sneaky. Sneaky. Not not, yeah. to, not to slide in there on that, no. but uh, our little brother Matt played against him. He played at John Millage Academy, right. right in Milledgeville. And this guy was one heck of an athlete in, in high school basketball. A guy that's six four, six five in a private school basketball game that's two thirty. Oh, he's just dominating. Oh, he yeah. is like he's he like, oh. it's like where's Waldo? Yeah. <laughs> he there he out. is. Like he sticks out, but he he is um he could go very high. He could be picked in the first two rounds. 
But I'd be curious to see where he goes. He's out of FAU, Florida Atlantic University. And then uh, you got Marquez Callaway, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Came from Warner Robins. He was a demon here. Also known as a, a kick returner. Speed so, demon. Yeah. Could be uh, could be something in the special teams there for Marquez Callaway. You got Quentin Cephas, who was a wide receiver at Wisconsin. He went to Stratford Academy. And uh, Tyreek McGee, the cornerback for Georgia out of Peach County, just down the road there. So, you know, some people from middle Georgia on the uh, shtick tonight could come up and get her name called. You and don't know. Absolutely. And uh, obviously Jake Fromm is in that mix. Yep, we we yep. kind of take him, you know, we kind of just automatically assume he's in there. But being being from one of Robin T's there. But uh, Matt also played against Quintez Cephas. And uh, I've uh, you talk about a smooth athlete. That guy was unreal. I mean. Could have played basketball. Could have played anyway. basketball. He dropped 30 in the first half. Yeah. Before you could blink your eye. Before yeah, you could just get your popcorn, smooth, huh? Just a smooth cast. So to see some of these guys go on the athleticism there and having seen some of these guys play in person, knowing what they're capable of, middle Georgia, and Georgia just consistently pumps out, you know, premium athletes. What's, and um, What's amazing, though, is that's just middle Georgia. That, you know, yeah. Atlanta has a bunch of oh, talent yeah. that they're going to be, you know, that the guys will get drafted tonight that we're not even going to, we won't even touch We them. won't even talk about it. This yeah, is I mean, just within a 60-mile radius of Dublin. I mean, you're yeah. t- you, you look in Macon, and you just draw a circle around it by about 25 or 30 miles, and then you come down to Dublin, and you encompass that around a 60-mile center of Macon. There is a lot of football talent. That's, you're talking about, uh, let's get this thing, you know, let's talk about this for a second. Sure. Okay. So, 1%, I think it's 1% of high school athletes going to play college. That's right. Okay. Out of the collegiate athletes, it's like less than that that go on to the NFL. You're talking about a handful of guys in middle Georgia that are getting an opportunity to get picked or even mentioned in the top seven or be a lot of these guys will have a chance to go undrafted and they'll have a chance to play just like your friend. Yeah, Evan Uh, Oglesby. Yeah, Evan Oglesby. He was undrafted, played in the league for several years. A lot of guys have that. Or St. Jen Day. That's right, St. Jen Day. He was undrafted. Out of Atlanta. Out of of the Cowboys. Yep, signed with the Cowboys. Able to play with them for a little while. So. It's just amazing how much talent-rich this state is, and that immediately points to why the college teams in this area in the southeast all hone in on Georgia, in middle Georgia, and particularly Atlanta, and that's one of the reasons why Georgia Tech's focused so hard, Jeff Collins coming in, because he knows how talent-rich the state is. So all the colleges in this area, this is why. You open up the book and say, holy cow, man, there's like 30 guys from the state that are on the draft board tonight. <laughs> that's right. If you're a college coach and you're in the southeast, or if you're even in California, you're like, we need to recruit Georgia. That's right. This is why. I mean, we just called five names right here. And if you want to throw <laughs> if you want to throw from in there, six names yes. right there out of – just that 60-mile radius right here, they're going to be sitting with an opportunity to have their name called tonight. <laughs> Which is amazing. And uh, one name that should be on there, A.J. Gray had a heart condition at Georgia <clears throat> Tech. He would have gotten drafted because this guy at Washington was a, County. Washington yeah. County from Sandersville was an incredible athlete. Phenomenal. Heck of a quarterback, DB. Um, had a really good career going at Georgia Tech, got diagnosed with heart condition, couldn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's another guy. You just sprinkle them in there, and they're all over the place. You know, so it's a, it's amazing to know that, that some of these guys – and Jake Fromm could be picked in the first ten tonight. He could I well mean, be. Could be picked in the first ten picks. And so knowing that, his mother has a Dublin heritage, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of neat to know those people – like to kind of know somebody that's really getting that type of notoriety. And uh, just a good kid, 
seems like he does all the right things. And so it's just exciting to know that this area is pumping people to the biggest stage that's available for football. Now, see, I can tell you right now, if, if we uh, – I'm going to blame COVID-19 and the lockdown. I'm going to blame that for this, right? Let's just say we didn't have that going on right now. Wouldn't it be cool if we had a little live update from the Fromm residents tonight? That would yeah, be getting awesome. ready for That would be really uh, cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to blame COVID on the facts. That's why we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that's it. That's what I'm going to say. So we were talking about uh, something you mentioned there, Ben. Uh, and Rob, just a second ago, about how many people come from Middle Georgia and, you know, what that means to the schools around here for recruitment. Uh, talk about the University of Georgia and what they've been using in the draft uh, for recruitment. And they're using the draft for their recruiting purposes right now. And the fact that they're saying, if you watch their Twitter feed, which I know you two do all the time, <laughs> you're watching the Bulldogs Twitter feed, uh, you know, they're just pumping out uh, element after element about, hey, you know, these guys were in the draft. Remember this name, this name, this name, putting all of that information out there and they're occurring to those recruits that they're bringing on board now saying, hey, look, you want to go to the you want to make it to the show? Come to Athens. Well, that's right? you know, and that's something that Georgia's had um, for the you know the last really since Mark Rick was there. I mean, you can you could argue that Mark Rick has pumped out as many people in the NFL as anybody else. You can start just naming them off the guys that that he put in the mm-hmm. NFL too. And Kirby's continued that and built on it. But now in the social media age, these kids, the particularly the top prospects, these guys are looking beyond you know your. Your typical three-star guy, he may have aspirations of playing in the NFL, but that's not going to make or break that guy's – that's not going to really be a hard determinant in his choice of choosing the school. Right. Now, you move on up to the five-stars, well, there's probably like 20 of them maybe in the whole country for a particular recruiting class. Four-stars, you get a little bit wider range. These coaches and everything, they know that they have to put the NFL in front of them, and Georgia's taking – Obviously, their success of their players, and say, "Hey, come to Georgia. Look, we got we got two guys probably going in the top ten in offensive linemen. So, hey, yeah. if you want to, if you're an offensive lineman, come to Georgia. You get drafted in the top ten. You'll sign for several million, even if you don't even play a snap. Yeah. So, and everybody's trying to tap into that though. All the other schools they tout their oh we put Alabama, oh we put so and so in the NFL, and you see other schools trying to adapt to bring that in because it's very important to these top players and prospects. So. Georgia's doing exactly what they should do and what a lot of other schools are trying to do to preach to these kids, hey, you come to us, we can get you there. That's right. And I'll tell you the school that's done it the best, the Clemson Tigers, the Fighting Dabos. They claim (laughs) their guys and know how to recruit those NFL like caliber recruits because they're like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins, Clemson, you know, best in the league. Deshaun Watson, best in the league. You know, Sammy Watkins. You yeah. Know, they can just roll and roll and roll. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know? And and they're able to, you know, propel and some of their defensive players, you know, the the Vic Beasley's of the world, Grady Jarrett, those guys, they're like, Oh yeah, you come to Clemson, you're getting picked in the top ten, bro. You you, you make all ACC and you're there, you're picked for you're picked in the top ten. You are. and they know that. And it's like a just a feeding ground for them. Yeah. Well it's like, you know, just because Alabama didn't win the national championship, everyone's like, wow, man, Alabama, they kind of had a down year. Five guys going in the top 20 probably yeah. tonight. Five. Clemson yeah. lost. Yeah. Five guys going in the top 20. So between two universities and throw in LSU and Georgia, about 65% of probably the top 25 picks are all coming from four universities. There you go. Well, 
look who the basically the, in the top ten. How do these people come up with their pre-draft rankings? Well, they just said, well, they got the best players, so we'll put them in the top ten. And for good reason. Look, these guys are all getting drafted. There you that. go. I mean, Georgia, the prediction for Georgia's draft board right here, they have Jake Fromm uh, on this particular board that I'm looking at, have him slated as a third-round pick. I don't know. His stock has been climbing. Yeah. Tua's has been falling a bit. Andrew Thomas, the offensive lineman you were just talking about uh, just a 10. second ago. Yeah, he's a first-round uh, slated uh, player right there. DeAndre Swift, everybody knows that name, first-round slated player. Isaiah Wilson, the other offensive lineman, first-round slated. And J.R. Reed, the DB, he's fourth-round slated here, according to this prospect draft board we're looking at. All five of those, the University of Georgia players coming out here. And that's what Georgia's strategy has been on social media here as of late. And, you've, again, I know you follow the Twitter feed and the social media of Georgia so my closely. Favorite. It's on my favorite. It really favorite. is. This is the first thing I look at when I get up in the I'm morning. I'm sure it is. <laughs> they have been, they've knocked down a couple, you know, two or three recruits here lately. Big-time recruits they're turning out. So uh, that's that's what they're doing. Strategy is good. Just like you talk about Colin selling right now the Atlanta uh, atmosphere and buy-in there, he's he's on step one of yes, this phase. He's, right. he's, he's extremely in the infancy stage, but – he is a he's a ways off, but he's but got he's, the idea. He's got the idea, yeah. and he's in the right direction. He's crawling. He's, he's he's crawling to try and get everybody to buy in, and people are buying into the four hundred four in Atlanta yeah. and branding Georgia Tech with that, which is what he's doing. That's he's right. trying to make them interchangeable, and he's went on half of Tech staff is alumni, and half of those guys played in the NFL. Marco Coleman played in the NFL. He's been coaching in the NFL, and he mm-hmm. comes back to Georgia Tech, so he knows the importance. He brought Calvin. He brought he brought Calvin Johnson back for one of the games this year. Made a really big deal about it. They know at that level with the top talent. You got to be having guys drafted if you're going to be able to compete in the top 25 in college football. You got to have these players. That's and right. And it's obvious, though, if you go down like these mock draft boards and you look at the schools, LSU has like five guys that are slated in the mock draft for the first 32. <laughs> it's directly <laughs> indicative. It is. It takes NFL grade talent to produce championships in college. And that's these coaches know that. They will use whatever they can to try to, you know, clout that. And it's very obvious the top teams, the Clemson last year, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, you look on there, and they're they're everywhere. And look, you got Penn State. Minnesota's got a guy in the top and it's going to go draft in the first round. Wisconsin, all of these teams that were in the top 10 or 15 – they all have got guys mentioned right here. You can take this from really any perspective you want. You can climb all the way through the ranks, the high school to college to, to the pros. Look at the high school. You got a player like Jaquez Evans, your chances of winning is extremely freaking <laughs> yeah, high. For real. Like yeah. you and that's the type of players like, hey, Alabama, they got six Jaquez Evans. Yeah. You know, LSU got eight of them. You know, that's that makes a huge difference in games. Here's your, To make your point before we go to break here and get back with the uh, the NFL, we're going to talk about the Falcons coming up in just a second. Here uh, specifically, let's look at the receivers. Here are the top ten receivers uh, on this particular uh, article. This is uh, 247 Sports, 247 Sports here. Uh, Kuiper, Mel Kuiper talking about the top ten receivers in the draft this year. Number ten. Out of Baylor, Denzel Mims, okay? But then as you go on up here, you got Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State at number nine. Number eight, LSU, Justin Jefferson, number eight receiver in the draft, they say. Number seven, guess what? There's Clemson. Yep. T. Higgins, number seven in the draft on the receivers. Uh, Michael Pittman, Jr., out of USC. And then you've got Jalen Rager out of uh, TCU. 
You've got LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. That guy I've never heard of, by the way. Number three, Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. Alabama. Number two, guess what? Jerry Judy. No, he's number one. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. And then there at number one, you got Jerry Judy, yeah. Alabama. So you got Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, LSU, <laughs> all right there in the top. And uh, there's a Oklahoma there as well. So just something to think about, fellas. Your it points is, are made. Yep. Points are you, made. You got to have the players, man. Right. You got to have the guys to make the, it happen. The, the last segment is moving towards who you think's going to be the biggest bust and who's the biggest oversell. <laughs> yeah. That's the last segment of this show. Can't wait to hear it. I've ben. already got a few names that I'm going to rip. I can't wait to hear what you got. By the way, had new uniforms come out. The Patriots. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks have the best one. Leave it yeah, at that. Leave it at that. I love it. We'll be right back at your Robin and Joe show pre-draft. It's a good time. Where are those rips? Middle Georgia's number one choice for community and collegiate sports. The Rob, Ben, and Joe show will be right back. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. All right, Robin and Joe back here with you on the uh, countdown to draft night. The virtual draft 2020. <laughs> can't wait to see what happens. I really can't. Uh, brought to you by Bubba's Tire Center and Network One Sports. Don't forget, you can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fine places. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at RBJ Show. Facebook at RBJ Podcast. Streaming online at uh, NetworkWinsports.com. And, of course, you can download the show. Take it wherever you'd like to. Spotify and Apple Music playlist available today. So, if you want to give us a call, feel free. 478-595-9625 if you'd like to get in on the show. If not, we will entertain you until it's time for the draft. So, don't worry about it. So, uh, we're talking about the bust and oversell. I can't wait to get to that in just a little bit, Ben. But uh, I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons opportunity here to uh, to make or break themselves. As, uh, you know, they're pretty good at... Um, Messing things up, kind of like my Dolphins from time to time. They can they can really whiff if they want to. And uh, they've got a list here. But, fellas, I want to ask you, what do you think the biggest need is for the Falcons coming into this draft? they got Gurley in the backfield. They've got uh, Matt Ryan at the QB position. Their defense, or is it interior offensive line? I think it's the interior defensive line is what the Falcons have been looking at going into the draft, in my opinion. So what are your thoughts on that? I 100% 
think that this whole draft for the Falcons should be focused at starting on the interior of the defensive line and work your way out of the defense and don't even worry about your offense. Don't even worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Look, you, that, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Ridley and Gurley, you've got plenty of offense. Offense has not been the issue for the Falcons. This, it has not. At times, Ryan's been pressured. But, I mean, good gosh, it's three and out, and, you know, it, the defense can't get off the field, so they don't have any rhythm when they're coming on the field. So they have got to get somebody in the interior defensive line like Andata Kinsu, you know, a uh, uh, somebody that can, an Aaron Donald, somebody that can dominate and prevent teams from just freaking shelling you. Oh, we need six yards? <laughs> Run it, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our interior is so bad. So I really hope – I've been looking at this, this, the Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. He absolutely dominated the Georgia game. I was at that game in Athens when, they, when South Carolina uh, and Georgia right. were playing this year. He gave – Two of those guys that are getting drafted in the top 20, they moved him around. He gave them fits all day long getting pressure on Jake Fromm. That game, how many picks did Jake throw? Three. Why? Because Ken Law was up there causing a lot of problems up there up front. So I really feel like in the first round, a lot of people are saying they should take a cornerback. Look, I think there's a lot of good cornerbacks out there, but you need somebody that's going to be up there firing off the ball that can dominate. This is my opinion in the NFL, okay? Unless the only thing to stop a good passing game is a good pass rush. That's right. Because the cornerbacks are limited. Yeah. Okay? You can only keep a man backpedaling on his heels for so long. You know, and he's going to make a play every now and then, but the offense has all of the advantage. The way you defeat good passing teams is a great pass rush. Disruption. Disruption. You have to force that guy to step up in the pocket, make him feel uncomfortable, make a mistake, something like that. Later in the draft, I think the Falcons should grab another another offensive guard, another somebody around, you know, somebody to really beef up the, the tackle guard position. We were really weak there at times, and Matt Ryan's running for his life, which he cannot afford to run for his life. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think I think we do need a couple pieces there, but I will have to, to, to highlight to the defense. The offense just needs some more time to mesh, to play together. I, that's that's how the offense works. they got plenty of plenty of assets, but that defensive line, and, and some of our outside backers, they have been not very good. I mean, and, you know, and the thing was, uh, Neil, for us, has been hurt the last two years, you know. Yeah. He's a prolific player in the back end. Really kind of sure up some health back there. But build that front seven. You give you give the Falcons and Minnesota Vikings front seven, and the Falcons win 12 of, 12 of 16 games. They, because they need – that type of heat. I mean, Kirk Cousins is winning 12 games with those guys. Imagine what go. Matt Ryan can do. Well, speaking to what uh, Rob was just talking to here, looking at the Falcons uh, and the, the profiles, the top 10 players here, uh, Falcons uh, conversation has been around. You've got the LSU uh, defensive end, the edge rusher there, uh, Lavian Chasen, who, uh, again, one of the top schools we were just discussing in yeah. the last segment. But then right there where uh, Rob was just speaking to, uh, you've got uh, Javon Ken, uh, Javon Kinlaw, uh, is right there in the conversation is he is every good every bit as good as the reputation that you were just talking about Rob as well and the Falcons see that but outside of that you got some defensive backs really everybody in their top 10 profile if you look at the Falcons conversation and what they've been talking about is uh, defensive line or defensive back corner or edge rusher that's what they're talking about essentially for the Falcons 
out of the gate. Yeah, so. absolutely, and for good reason. <clears throat> but it's like I was saying, you know, I I am of the belief that that, that there is separation among. Uh, I don't want to belittle the defensive back position because I think it's the toughest position to play on the field. But the reason why I bring that out first is say it's the toughest position on the field. So it doesn't matter if you get the best cornerback ever. You could get him the best ever and draft him in the top ten. He's still going to get beat 50% of the time. Yeah. You know why? CeeDee Lamb's over there on the other side of the ball. Jerry Judy, Ruggs, and then you got somebody like Brady sitting back there. He's a rookie. Oh, I, he, everybody has tendencies. They're going to pick him 50% of the time. So take a DB. I would hey, that defensive lineman, though, he's going to be up there, and he can win up front and cause a lot more havoc. You need more talent there than you yeah. do on the back well, end. You know I, what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And here's why I agree with what you're saying is because as a, a former defensive back, I, I believe it or not, I was a strong safety at one point in my life, and also a quarterback, <laughs> we all know this. It doesn't matter how good you are. You could be the best of the best at the defensive back position. Deion Sanders. Yeah, look at Deion Sanders, anybody like Still that. Still gets beat, though. You've got – if you can't get to the quarterback in those first four – at the longest, maybe six seconds, if you give them that much time. A def- I don't care who you are as a defensive back with the caliber you're playing against. That's what I'm saying. You can't cover those kids The wide receiver's it, just as good or better right. than your DBs. That's right. <laughs> so if somebody can't get to the ball back there, you're just, you're just you're me. Toast. And it's just That's like it. in backyard football. Yeah. When the guy's holding, you know, the quarterback, yeah. he's you and just another guy, and you got somebody over there running routes, you know, and you draw it up on the football. You're like, hey, man, all right, do this right here. <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah. That is how the NFL is right now. Because That's right. The receiver knows where he's going. The defender has no idea where he, where the wide receiver, the wide receiver and the quarterback have all of the advantage. And especially now, the the NFL. If you turn on that TV, get a little technical with folks. Mm-hmm. The NFL plays man coverage about seventy five percent of the time in the NFL now because. It's, so it's basically sandlot ball. Yes. Yeah. Is my guy better than yours? So if you don't create pressure with your front five, four or five guys, you are going to get torched. So here's the question. This has been in conversation. We talked about the defensive edge rushers, and there's been some conversation around this point. Do you think the Falcons will trade up for Ohio State's cornerback, Jeff Akuda? Do you think they will trade up to get him versus going with somebody on that defensive edge, somebody like Bond out of Wisconsin that's a versatile player? You know, what do you think? The only guy I would reach for is Chase Young, and that is outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. There is no way on this earth I would pick a cornerback at number three. Mel Kiper <laughs> has Jeff Okuda at number three. Yeah. There is no cornerback on the face of this earth that provides third pick salary money mm. and value to me. Give mm. me Jeff Okuda's agent's all I want. That guy could sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> yes, sir. Because the, the whole point is, right. let's think about this, okay? Just compare this to where our listeners and everybody can understand. Alabama, so dominant the last 10 years. Why? Defensive line, unfreaking believable. Yep. Clemson, back, national champions in the last five years. Why? Because four out of those years, you got four of the players that are defensive linemen that are all in the league. They all were top 20 picks. There you go. Because it doesn't matter. You can have people like uh, the uh, – He's he's a good player, but he's not great. The Clemson DB, the uh, you know who I'm talking about. He's a safety. Muse Tanner Muse. Tanner Muse is a good player. Okay, he's a good safety. 
Definitely not the best athlete. Definitely not an Akuda, not an Isaiah Simmons. Well, I was just about to say, what about Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, okay. So, like, <laughs> Tanner Muse is a good player, but right. he's not a fantastic player. But guess what? Started for four years at Clemson. Why? Because he's playing behind that defensive line. Yeah. That's my point. you got to have people like your Aaron Donalds, your Sues. That's who you need up front to be a very, very consistent and dominant team in the NFL if you're going to if you're going to play defense. If you look back at the history of the NFL, the the offenses changed, the schemes changed, the picture of what's happening changed, has changed the way it looks, but it all comes back to the same fundamentals. You got Lawrence Taylor, you win in ball games. <laughs> yep. You, you got Warren Sapp, you win in. You win in. Like those guys right. get it done. You know, that's just how it is. You get your prolific running back, you know? Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, guys that are just horses. Yeah. Those guys can make a difference. It's those cornerbacks and all are really good, but the the guy that I would be focused on if I was trying to go get a defender right now would be Isaiah Simmons. He's the most, in my personal opinion, after watching him did do what he did in the national championship game. Yeah. He's the best athlete in the draft. You put that guy anywhere, they were lining him up at safety. He was in man coverage on the 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 guy the X receiver way out on the numbers, then he's guarding a guy in the slot, then he's lining up a middle linebacker on third and short situation, spine. That He is the best player on the board all the way around. If I was going to pick anybody to put anywhere, it would be Isaiah Simmons. That guy is an absolute freak. I think he ran a 4-3-8 at, at six foot four, like yeah, 235 I mean, pounds. Just to talk to what you're, you're talking about here, on the draft board for the Falcons, this is what is noted for – Isaiah Simmons, as you talk about him, already seen what positionless basketball looks like uh, as the NFL slowly moves toward those featuring more positionless players like Isaiah Simmons. He's a perfect player to capitalize on that because of what you were just talking to, Ben, his ability and his strength and his size. He's freakish, right? He is. He's the favorite prospect in the draft, what they're talking about here for the Atlanta Falcons. If so, they, if they got just him, a great point. If they got him, that's a steal because they can put him at safety. Yeah, they can walk anywhere. him down there to outside linebacker. They, he is basically the guy you play with on Madden. You click your left oh, yeah. stick down and he's the lock-on. That's the guy. He's, he's the, the guy play you with, him. with. Yeah, he, he's, he makes all the plays. He's Deion Jones. Plus, plus. And the reason why Ben is talking, he, he alluded to it earlier. Okay, most of these guys are all playing cover one, okay? They're all playing man coverage. Well, what a guy like Simmons gives you, he can man up anybody out there. So what that does is he can really cause a lot of problems for opposing quarterbacks because guess what? Hey, he may be lined up out there on that guy. He may go man this time, but next time he may be in disguise and spy and float under there. And you could you can really cause a lot of problems for quarterbacks with players like him that basically are positionless. Well, uh, you know, the argument should really be how does he not fit into the Falcons' defense? I mean, he's a hybrid player. He'd never been more valuable in the NFL than having that hybrid player we're talking about. I mean, he's six foot four, two hundred thirty-eight pounds. He's a linebacker. It runs a forty-yard dash and a four-three-nine. It's um, uh, you, there's That's not crazy. A, there's not a better guy. He's a diamond, and you need that. You need He's that. Crazy you, know he, 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 you can put him. You can put him anywhere on the defense, and he is exceptional. What he does for you from a defensive standpoint is, I look at it because the NFL, who makes the who makes the plays in short yardage positions in the NFL. Think about it. Third and four. Most of the time, there's three players that are always getting the ball on third and short, slot, tight end, 
and running back out of the flats. There you go. Can he not cover all three of those? Cover all three every of them. single time because he's got he's got enough size to cover the tight end. He's going to be faster than them. Yeah. So that he'll he'll blanket them up. The slot guy, he's fast enough to cover you know Percy Harvin or Sammy Watkins or Ridley yeah. in the slot. He's fast enough to handle that guy. And in the running back, no chance. In open field tackling, you're toast. Yeah. So but why not? You heard Evan Oglesby talk about that a couple of weeks ago with us. He's like, man, when the linebackers are running as fast as I am as a corner, you know, that's crazy. I mean, uh, 2019, Buckus Award winner right there, 104 tackles, 16 and a half tackles for loss. He is just an absolute freak. Eight sacks, by the way, eight pass defenses, and three picks. How could you not want that guy? He's, yeah. He, and, <laughs> three and, picks. If, if, I was, if I was a GM and I was looking for somebody, he would be my number one pick. I All would right. want Isaiah Simmons I, right now. I think I – think, just straight up, if you're taking people just strictly off talent, the best defensive players in this draft, Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, take there. You go. All right. those guys, they're, they're phenomenal. Well, there you go. I tell you what, we can't wait to see what what happens in just a little bit. Draft coming up. We haven't even got to talk about Jake Fromm yet. We got to talk nope. about the biggest oversale on the bus coming up. All that and more on the way. Stick around. To Rob, Ben, and Joe, brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. Middle Georgia's number one choice for community and collegiate sports. The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show will be right back. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU, and you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. All right, you're back on the Rob Ben and Joe show here with uh, draft, virtual draft coming up in just about an hour and 45 minutes. Well, not even that long. I'm sorry, about 45 minutes away. Man, time flies when you're having a good time, right? Absolutely. Still gotta, Absolutely. Yeah, we still got to talk about the biggest bust and the biggest oversell here. <laughs> and Jake Fromm, where's he going to go? We don't know. But, uh, Rob Benicio Show brought to you by Bubba's Tired Network 1 Sports here with you every Thursday night streaming live. And uh, you can give us a call if you'd like to, 478-595-9625. But if not, we'll carry on through. Don't worry. You guys sit down and enjoy the popcorn and ribs. Uh, so... Where do you want to start there, Ben? I know we talked about this segment for you tonight. Is it going to be the biggest oversell? The biggest, the biggest bust. The biggest bust to me is Jordan Love from Utah State. Me and Rob, <laughs> in this whole time, you would go to these camps. You can go to Clemson. You can go to, uh, you can go to Auburn. You can go to Georgia Tech. You can go to Georgia, South Carolina. You can go to FBU. You can go all to these camps and everything. Right. There's always one player that the, the, the people, the coaches or whatever, that just salivate about. Right. Because he's unreal on air. Like, on air, when it's just, you know, he's pulling the ball off the, the, off the thing and there's a, a timer. He's getting it off. He's just right smoking beforehand. It, right? He's just reading everything because there's no rush. Looks, runs pure, 
great athlete, real fluid and everything. Put him in a game, garbage. Absolute <laughs> trash. Now, I'm not saying Jordan loves garbage, but what I am saying is Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, Todd McShay's got him going sixth to the Los Angeles Chargers. Look here, Todd. <laughs> If I'm a businessman yep. and I'm, a, I'm I own my football team, right? I ain't throwing around that type of six round coin for Jordan. Well, he looks so good against air, man. Not a chance. Not a chance. It's like that. It's like one of those vehicles that just re- looks really flashy. Yeah, but really ain't made worth a crap. Man, it just <laughs> sucks. It just sucks. It looks it looks sharp. You got it after two years, and it's just no good. This guy is the biggest oversell. I watched it. Jordan Love was not even on draft board. Mm. Watched the combine. Yeah. And all of them were like, oh, oh my gosh. Where did Love come from? Um, did you see his arm strength? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you see how he moves? Where did he play? Where, Utah State. Okay. My, my, <laughs> my, my, my perfect, the perfect example for me was that right there. When I saw that, I said, that is exactly why Todd and Mel don't write the checks to these guys go. either. There because they he should not be. He should not be that high up. He was nowhere to be found. I'm a guy. I draft football players. Joe Burrow, football, football player. player. I'll invest in a football player. Chase yep. Young, football, football player. player. Jake Fromm, football player. Yep. I'll invest in those guys. They're proven. I'm not going and putting six-round coin on a guy that looks good on air. No. My guy, biggest bust, and this is going to be something that a lot of people in this area will absolutely love. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Jacob Eason. Choke job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And let me explain. All right, go ahead. Okay. He does not fit in well chemistry-wise. He's not really a team guy. I know that they say he's changed since he went back out west. Okay. People don't change their their, – zebras don't change their stripes. They don't change their stripes. That's right. Okay. He's not easily – you know, fit. He's not an easy plug-in guy. Jake Fromm, plug him in. Joe Burrow, people love that guy. Play for that guy. Tua Tagovailoa, love, love that him. guy. Love him. Yeah. Somebody like Eason, same type of guy. Been hearing about Eason's arm strength from all the Georgia fans and stuff six years ago when he was a tenth grader or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's got the strongest arm in the country. Oh, right. six six. His dad played in NFL. Oh, the Jets. Jacob Eason and the Patriots. I'm Winner. not that guy. Is not going to be a household name in the NFL. It's not going to happen. He had a mediocre career at Washington, and the only reason why his stats were good is because they friggin' throw the ball 90% of the time, yeah. and they're in the, the Pac-12 where everybody <laughs> – name a running back in the Pac-12. Name one. You won't yeah. find one. Name a defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won't do it. So why did right. he go out there, pad some stats, hey, I'm going back out west, not be close to up. mom and dad, not get beat up, get out of the SEC and ACC where I ain't getting killed. That's right. So just go and look good and sit in the pocket, throw it 50 times a game. I Not really much to do. Take a couple deep shots, throw some screens, throw some slants, throw a couple sticking nods, and I'm good. Yeah. Jacob Eason is one of the biggest busts. If somebody moves up and takes him early, Bad, bad, bad hey, call. So you're saying that's who Cleveland's going to take? <laughs> is that and what you're you saying? Could be right. Hey, but that's <laughs> Rob is selling the same point I just did. One hundred percent. Jacob Eason is Jordan Love. He is. Yeah. Jacob's even worse than Jordan. 
Jacob's got Jake's got, he's got pedigree. Yeah, he played Dad played the league. Played yeah. for a Super Bowl. Got sure beat, did. but he played. But he played. You know, yeah. like so they're gonna they're gonna sell the same they thing. They love those guys. They do. They absolutely just let's love just, them. Let's just say he didn't get beat by the way. He got hammered in this Super Bowl. Oh <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Bears, Bears Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crushed. And, and that's the point. The point <laughs> is if you're he is a guy that sold out at the combine, yep. looks incredible. Throws at fifty nine miles per hour or whatever, you know, he's he's flying off the board, you know, kinda just unreal. So kinda where just he kinda go? crazy. Where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know. He's gonna be a bench player, so I'm not even worried about talking about Probably him. Really, wasting picks. Where do you think that kid winds up? Jacksonville. That would be fitting yeah. for somebody like Eason yeah. to wind up in a Jacksonville Jaguar scenario. He's like the perfect guy to go there. They think they got somebody. Bad GM move. Yeah, Watch that my would Dolphins be take him. That'll be it. The Tua will slide. My Dolphins will take they're probably They're probably going to happen. They're probably going to take for Herbert. Your sake, for your sake, I my, hope oh, not. That's just what's they're gonna probably going to take Herbert, and I think it's a good decision on the Dolphins' part yeah. because the guy has got five years of collegiate experience. He's matured. He's very he's smart. If you watched him play against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Wasn't it the Rose Bowl they were playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Rose Bowl. The guy can ball. He's really good. He makes good decisions, super strong arm, and he's got five years of experience. That matters. In the, and you know, sure that, does. That does matter. Sure does. Yeah. Matters a lot. Two players that I don't think have been talked about mm. much, just kind of wanted to touch on these guys. Cole Komet for Notre Dame's going to play gonna for, the He's going to play in the NFL for, for 12 four, years. 14 years, and he'll be a Hall of Famer. If he does not get hurt, Cole Komet will be – he's the prototypical NFL tight end. He burned up the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens. Do you see the disgust on my face right now when you uh, said yes, that name? I'm I just, just went, telling you that he is – if I was looking for a guy, and uh, Mel Kuyper's got Green Bay picking him at no, tight I mean, end. He's a good player. Cole he Komet is, yeah. is, you know, Notre Dame. I but, hate Notre Dame. But, but, but Cole yeah. Komet is an incredible player. And then the other guy – that has a great story, uh, that um, Yitor Gross Matos guy from Penn State. He's a defensive yes. end. Yes. Great story. His dad drowned trying to save him one, t- and he did. He lost his brother. Terrible great situation. Story, yeah. Great story. He's really turned it around. But not only that, the guy's a freak athlete. Those players like that are ones that I see. They're built for longevity in the NFL. They're going to be your – Every down player, you know, they're not going. They're not going to be act. They're needing blows and stuff. They're going to play sixty minutes, and they're going to be your bell cows. Those are the guys. Two of the, those two players right there to me really stick out as being really good players. Yeah, mm. my two, my, my, I, I had two, two. Comet, I, I had three, but Comet was one of them because I watched him. I was at the Notre Dame game yeah. in Athens, yep. and I told Rachel after that guy, it was like the first quarter of like that guy playing tight end. He will if he doesn't go in the first round, it's because somebody slighted that guy because he's prototype. I mean, he fits he's, that. Yeah, he fits the good. Rob Gronkowski, Aaron, you yeah. know, Travis Kelsey. He looks just like those guys. Perfect fit. But my two, one guy that I don't think gets near a lot, near enough love because he was playing alongside Justin Ross. T. Higgins is just as good, if not better, than Sammy Watkins and. Every other Clemson receiver right. that's come out in the last five his hands years. Are great. His hands are unreal, and he can make the acrobatic catches. He's 6'4", 216. At 35, whoever picks T. Higgins is getting a phenom. He wasn't even in that top ten that you called out, was he? No, he was. He was. was. He, in the top yeah, he 10? was in there. The guy is way better than a 35 in the overall draft board, but the, it's a receiver. I think they had draft. him as three or four, the the third or fourth top receiver in the draft is what they said. He is yeah. a easy first-round pick, no doubt, but it is a heavy receiver draft. But that guy, he 
to me, he provides you more upside than some of your Jerry Judys and Henry Ruggs just because of his size and hand skill. More yeah. versatile. More versatile. But my number two that I think is going to be the biggest surprise for everybody is I think Jake Fromm is going to go much higher than the third round. I think that that's a, I slight, agree. I think that's a slight on his honor, if you want to put it that way. Everybody was, you know, getting really excited, and he's drawn some more stuff because of his Wonderlick scores. It's the highest score they have. Yeah, but I was not surprised by that because of his IQ. He's a past baseball player. Everybody knew he had a strong arm. Very smart. But Georgia did not utilize him or take the chains off of him to let him throw like that, that he could. And part of the reason, hey, Georgia fans, listening, Joe, listening, (laughs) you don't have a single receiver yeah. In the seven rounds that are going. That's right. Clemson and LSU Dude. got ten. <laughs> That's, That's right. the problem, okay? And even Minnesota's guys, right. Baylor's guys, they have receivers that are coming out. Georgia this year, I think they're bringing in four or five wide receivers. So that's their problem. Now, will they have another Fromm? Who the heck knows? They aren't many like that come along. What I'm saying is Fromm's going to make – a really good pick for somebody. Now, I'm not making the prediction that Fromm's going to be a Tom Brady or anything like that because I don't think he has that type of, you know, moxie or grit to lead a team like that. To, Nobody you know, thought that about Tom either. I saw but, the playback when they played uh, Alabama in the uh, – it was the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl back – I can't remember. It was a classic. Yeah, right. You would not have thought that about Tom but either. my thing is, though, I think Fromm is going to be – in the league a lot longer than any of the previous other uh, Georgia quarterbacks besides Stafford because Stafford is probably the most talented to come out overall size, skill, Love and everything. Sta- yeah. Stafford, yeah. So he's really good. But I think Fromm's the best one and most capable NFL player just off of IQ and skill alone. All right. So the next question is, is we've already discussed this once, where does he go? Oh, my gosh. I think he'll go. I think he could very well get picked at the end of the first round. He's going to go to a good team. He's not going to go to a dumpster fire. I don't see that happening. I want to see him go to a place where he can be coached. That's what he missed last year. Some good quality receivers, which the NFL, you won't be short on those. Right. But he needs a quarterback coach. He needs somebody that can kind of mend him and coach him along. And so places somebody somewhere like a, you know, a, a Green Bay, a New Orleans, a New England, somewhere around Colts, in there. With, are you still with, saying Colts, maybe? Colts are a possibility. Yeah. I mean, because the, the, the thing is, they've got they've got a way. He needs to be coached. He goes to a guy that can that can groom him. He's going to be able to – he'll be a starter in the NFL. He'll get a chance. He'll get a chance to play and start, and I think he can have a really good career. Well, you just said one of the teams that I was thinking about there were the Saints. Obviously, you said the Colts early on, if you remember that conversation on our show. Uh, but I was just sitting here thinking, as you were talking about Eason a minute ago, uh, Rob, I was sitting here thinking, who is Green Bay going to take to get on the bench to learn from Aaron Rodgers? Who will they take? It's it could be could be could be a good fit. I I really I see him going to New England or the Saints. That's my two. Well, think about New it. England or Saints. Belichick has watched from for the last two years because he goes and checks in at Georgia and other schools, right, Alabama. Right. He goes around to all the schools. So you think he would take from over Tua if he's given the opportunity to take Tua? No, he's going to take Tua first. Just the hype. I don't think his G. I don't think they would let him. Hmm. They would let him. All right. But it depends on what type of player you're wanting to draft. Because if you're wanting a guy that can elude and buy time in the pocket, then your guy is Tua. Tua's awesome. Oh, yeah. If he's he healthy, can, yeah. if, if he's, he's healthy, healthy, Tua's an amazing player. 
But Fromm is a guy that needs to be in a system. That's proven. The Saints, Sean Payton's an offensive guru. Drew Brees, six foot on his best day. Yeah. He moves a little better, but if somebody works with Jake's footwork and he loses a little bit of that, he's still got that he's third a little baseman. Chunky. He's got yeah, a third yeah, baseman yeah. body. He's, drop he's got a little if, girth. If he gets in there and loses 15 or 20 pounds and sharpens up and gets coached because Drew moves around the pocket better than any quarterback in the NFL. His Shifty. footwork is unreal. Yes. <laughs> if, ja- if, if Jake can work with him, I think New Orleans would be a great fit for Jake Fromm. I do, too. I, I, could, do too. I could see him fit in so good at New England just because, you know, Brady's not the – not a mobile guy by any stretch of the imagination. And he would be – he's got the IQ that Belichick likes. Not that Tua doesn't because Tua's got skill and the IQ. Right. But I don't know. I just I, – I, just, I think Fromm's going in the top well, two. But, I mean, I mean, I believe Jake's Wonderlick score was like 35 or something like that. Tua was like 28. Yeah, because right. Jake's locker room, his whole package – yeah. You're getting a different. You're getting an incredible guy. Not that Tua is not an incredible person. He seems like a really cool guy. But Jake is just a model of consistency. Heck, he kept Kirby Smart in line. Okay. Yeah. He I sure mean, did. come on. <laughs> Kirby's over there throwing his visor and his very true. His, his, he's going all, all over the place. Yeah. And Jake's just like, "What you got, coach? What's up, man? Yeah. You know." So <laughs> somebody like that is 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 priceless. You know. But like we talked about, kind of summing up things, we're not really we're not really apples to apples here, though. With Tua and Jake You're for not, one, yeah, for one you're reason, not. Tua, Rugs, Duty. That's what I said. Like these wideouts, he didn't have unreal. Half that. Unreal. Yeah. Now the offensive line, both of them had incredibly capable offensive lines. That's not the argument. But receivers wise, what Jake was able to, Jake don't throw picks. Jake Fromm, you ain't. If you if you're an opposing fan and you're watching Jake Fromm play, you're like. He never throws an interception. He never doesn't make a mistake. Tell, and that's with bad receivers. Tell, right. it, tell in that, though. I mean, his first year, I mean, he didn't need any help. Yeah. He had, he had freaking Michelle and Chubb. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> I mean, just the whole the whole thing about it <laughs> he is, didn't need any help. You, you know, the, the Southeastern Conference is a tough place to play football. And if you go pick, a, if you go pick anybody from Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and South Carolina, and some of these guys in the first, and you know, throw Clemson in there. Even though they're not in the Southeastern Conference, they have the same caliber, right? Yeah, of, of players. You go get any of those guys that's they're their best players. You need to, you would feel good about going to bed at night or at the end of the weekend when the draft's yeah. over. Well, I tell you what, it's all going to be fun. It's going to be starting here in about twenty-eight minutes, which means, fellas, we are unfortunately. Out of time. So we'll see where Jake Fromm goes. I'm curious to see. I hope he winds up with the Saints or the Packers. I'd love that. Or the Colts, for your sake. Just a good, just a, just a good serviceable team, you know? One guy to kind of see if he makes in the top. Jonathan Taylor is one guy, the running back from Wisconsin. He's going to be a really good NFL running back. Jonathan Taylor, under the radar. All right. All right, guys. Well, let's get the uh, get the ribs and the popcorn ready. It is uh, just about twenty five minutes away from draft time. So, good show there. We'll see who uh, who goes where and what happens next. Thanks for listening to Rob Ben and Joe's show. Don't forget to download us on the Spotify or Apple Music. Stick around. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Good night, y'all. Now back to Rob Ben and Joe, brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music.